Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco and Kyle. Yes, sir. We have traveled together. We have. Right? On a variety of different things. Our main one was our trip to Celebration a few, like almost two years ago, like a year yeah. and a half ago. Star That's Wars. right, in Chi-Town. Right, in Chicago. I always, you know, whenever I've traveled, I've been in the nicest hotels. I've been in not some of the greatest hotels. And and we have talked about some of our hotel stuff in previous yeah. previous mm-hmm. season. Well, okay. It was a nice place. So, you know, I'm trying to think of myself like what is what would be one of the greatest hotel suites that you can stay in? And when hmm. I was doing this research, it it's interesting because it's the hotel that's featured in these opening seconds of this minute. It is the Hotel de Paris in Monte Carlo. Uh, it opened in 1863. Wow. Which is incredible. And it's famous. So the Civil War was raging. Yes. And they're like, let's build a let's hotel. Be, well, and if you listen to the closing parts of our last minute, you know that Monaco, <laughs> this would be the place that would happen. So yeah. it's famous for its opulence. And it's also famous for its favorite guests and famous guests, uh, such as Grace Kelly, who uh, known as Princess Grace, and her mm-hmm. spouse, Prince Rainier Third. This hotel... If you actually look on it in the probably sometime in 2020, if you look at Google Maps, you will actually see that it is under a massive renovation. The renovation's actually been complete, but at the time the maps were created, massive stuff. They spent almost $300 million on a renovation plan that began in 2014. It was completed in 2019, last year. And I looked into this and I was like, well, what is rooms? If we were to, if we were going to go to Celebration in Monaco... <laughs> yeah. And we wanted to stay at the Hotel de, de, de Paris. Um, if we wanted a room with a terrace, and that terrace would have a cool. sea view, because we'd like to have our breakfast in the morning, obviously, looking well, at the Mediterranean. That room would cost us $1,169 a night. <laughs> However, if you're a high roller, you could stay, we could stay in either the Princess Grace or the Prince Rainier the Third Suites. Each one is 11,000 square feet, has an outdoor pool and hot tub. <laughs> The, the, of course. The Princess Grace suite fetches around $45,000 a night. The, <laughs> the Prince Rainier suite, a little bit more expensive at $51,000 a night. That's not something we will be staying at anytime soon. No. We can't sell I, enough I, I, pillows I, I or anything like what, that. <laughs> I looked I, I into it too because I was, I'm like, What's the cheapest I could stay oh. at the Hotel de Paris? So I went the other way. Yeah. I'm like, what's even like? What's like the like next to the boiler room and the ice machine? And what's that like, going to run you? And the <laughs> elevator. Those are the what's on three sides right. of the room. Like, right. what is the lowest? And the cheapest you could get is five hundred euros a night, which is about five hundred eighty-five dollars in the U.S. It, so like, yes, still a lot, but like. You know, compared to $45,000 a night? What in the world? <laughs> you can stay in that one for weeks. Jeez. No, a week and a half, I guess. It would be. be cool because you'd be right next to the, the opera house. There's an opera house there, and that's right next to the mm-hmm. casino, the famous Monte Carlo casino. It's but, probably haunted. I mean, well, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Just and, of course, if you wanted to go, if you wanted to go uh, some hunting for some movie geography, this hotel mm. was featured in two James Bond films, Never Say Never Again in 1983 and GoldenEye. In 1995. And I know a favorite movie of yours, Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. <laughs> we, we were just talking about Madagascar 3. I don't think it was as one of my favorite movies. No, it though. wasn't. What it was, was the context? I think you oh, were being held captive by a daughter and she was. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, that sounds about right. All right, enough of hotel hotel. But speaking of being held captive by a movie, here we are to talk about minute twenty seven of Iron Man two from two thousand and ten, directed by Mr. John Favreau. So we are continuing the uh, the big sweeping shot, and it turns out that this sweeping shot is actually part of an opening package because this is a French news show talking about the Grand Prix, and of course this is one of the most famous things that happens in Monaco. The Monaco Grand Prix is a Formula One race uh, held annually on the Circuit de Monaco, which is basically they just close off a bunch of streets and say, now it's a racetrack. Right. Um, so I suppose like where I grew up, Indianapolis 500, dedicated space. But here it's just like, no, just inconvenience a bunch of millionaires so we can have a bunch of millionaires running their cars around the track. Monaco! Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it was actually created in 1929, and it's considered to be one of the most important and prestigious automobile races in the world, says Wikipedia. Uh, it's one of the races along with the NM plus 500, as previously mentioned, and the 24 hours of Le Mans that formed the triple crown of motorsport. But unfortunately, this is not the Grand Prix. This is the historic Grand Prix, which is a different thing entirely. Uh, this is actually something that John Favreau wanted to have specifically because he wanted to use like classic cars. So what they do is they started this in 1998 and they, they have multiple races along the way of cars from different eras. Mm. So they actually go all the way back to like, if any cars are still running from like, from like the 1930s. And they, so they race them against each other. So they have different ones. So all the cars we're seeing here are not real. What would have been at 2010 modern, uh, Grand Prix formula one cars. These are all classic ones. Even the one that Tony uses is a classic version of a, of a car. So it's, it usually it happens to the two weeks before the formula one Grand Prix. So, all right, well, we'll, we'll have more to talk about. I'm sure with the cars. As it gets oh, there. yes, there'll be lots of lots of car action going on here. Yeah, so we, then we see, as you mentioned, there's the Hotel Temper Paris that we have uh, Stark and his entourage uh, show up. Uh, this is a 2009 Rolls-Royce Phantom that he rolls up in. Uh, interesting note, if you watch some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, they actually show this scene being filmed with the with the uh, uh, photo doubles, <laughs> so like they show the same scene like from a different angle. Them rolling up, everybody gets out of the car, and none of them are the stars. <laughs> like they were just using it for you know whatever. But like everyone who steps out is like dressed the exact same, looks the exact same, but are the photo doubles for all three of the actors. Now, did they do? Are they filming actually there? They did. So, they actually so, found that they they went. They took a, a short trip to Monaco uh, and shot some of the stuff. Mostly they they shot this. And then they shot uh, a couple things. Uh, they they shot what they called plates. Right. So basically, they would like shoot a bit of like the angle, and so then allow the special effects people to do. It. So you, it's new footage, but then they would CG over the top of it. So what we see here, uh, them walking up the steps, is actually in Monaco. And then when they cut to the other angle, they're back in Southern California. So all the interior stuff is back in the studio. So wait a minute, how much? <laughs> how many shots did they shoot with the principal actors in Monaco? Mm -hmm. I think it was just a long weekend. Yes, because <laughs> as I'm watching this, I'm there's thinking myself, there's very little okay, that actually shows up. If, if the exterior one is here as they roll up, okay, fine. But once once they're inside, that's obviously, yeah, that's, yep, a, that's a soundstage. Which is, oh, I gotta say, for, I don't know if it's production design or whoever it is, but like whoever did the outside the windows, it's it's spectacular. Oh, yeah, like, right. Like, like every time they shoot out the window, you would 100% believe that they were in there and not in a soundstage in California. Like, it looks it looks amazing. No, wait, but, I mean, there's some shots later on, which we'll get to, obviously, in, in, in mm -hmm. a few more minutes. But that's it. Yeah, that's it. 
that's basically it. Like what? like I said, they, they shot plates, but that was basically it. Like I think that what shooting plates means basically like second unit goes out and does all that. So the <laughs> the cast they walk up there and they're done for the day. Like they're just hanging out in Monaco oh my for the last couple of days was... while the second unit's running around shooting streets. This is literally a weekend in Monaco. Like yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. Must be nice to be a movie star. Yeah, way to go, Favreau. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Spending that Paramount money. <laughs> Interesting. So wait, so, uh, yeah, so, so like, when they come out of the uh, come out of the car, it yep. it isn't just Tony and Pepper and Happy. There's no, a, there's another item. Fourth. That's right, because Happy is carrying a very odd looking briefcase, which is manacled to his wrist. Mm, foreshadowing and. It's clearly well. It's the it looks like it's metal and it's mm-hmm. Iron Man red. So yep. now, when you remember seeing this, I I remember, and you know, obviously we're going to get to this because it's one of the best scenes actually in the MCU when that oh, when yes, that suitcase absolutely. is used. Yeah, was that known? Like at that moment when you saw this in the theater, did you know? Oh, that's the suitcase suit. Did anybody? I I think they put it in the previews. Yeah, that's because I, I remember, remember it's correctly. In the first, right. I believe that at the end of the the iron man the first iron man 2 trailer they show him suiting up right like it's on the ground all the way up and so when he saw this it was like oh i bet you that's the no that's this is this is clearly the moment that's supposed to make you connect that okay yeah this this is is this is what really makes me hate marketing because if you can you imagine if we like like okay let's let's diverge for a second here remember that moment in avengers endgame when captain america catches mjolnir oh yeah and all, I mean, I remember like Spoilers, I remember the sure. audience went, yeah, the audience went insane oh, yeah. because no one had any clue it was going to be in there. But like, there are so many amazing moments that have been spoiled by marketing. Oh, absolutely. Oh, sure. Because like, uh, what I what I understand of the business, that is the part where the director does not have final cut. Doesn't matter who you oh, are. Oh, your trailers. Like, no, your trailers are cut yeah, by your marketing. That is completely owned by the yeah. studio, and the studio right. send it out to the people, and they take whatever they can. They, they, they'll put any part of the movie they want exactly. just to try and sell it. Exactly. Uh, and so they have no control over it. So, I mean, like, I can think of countless twists that have been Like, the Terminator 2 was a big one. Right. Like, if you watch that movie, you have no idea who's on, who or who's on what side until, like, the, the big reveal of, like, wait. He's actually, it's you know, I, I see. I, I spoil Endgame, but I'm, I'm I, I kind of want to keep the secret of Terminator Two, which is even older. Um, but they, they, but in the previews, they're like, boom, they put it right out there in front, and everybody knew going in exactly what it was, and it sort of destroys the this this right. thing that James Cameron had built over the first you know half hour of the movie or so. Exactly, it's frustrating. But yeah, business is business, I guess. Speaking of business. Uh, so they, uh, so Tony actually is then walking in and, uh, he has a surprise for Pepper and not a good one. Uh, he says, whatever happens next, I just want you to go with it. The 20 minutes, whatever happens in the next yeah. 20 minutes, just roll. Yeah. And so it's like, you, you have to understand though, they have been together probably at least 10 hours. Oh yeah. Like they've been on, they were on his, his private plane. Right. Probably they, all three of them flew together. Right. He knew exactly what was going to happen here. Could have told her at any point. Well, but instead no, he waits until right here. Of course. Till it's too late. Can't do anything yeah. about it. This is happening. Because, <laughs> hey, look, it's Natalie, uh, who's been hired as his personal assistant over the objections of the CEO of Stark Industries. Oh, that's the thing you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And uh, from what we can tell, though, she is at, extremely good at her job. 
Like she walks up, she's already there. First of all, like she did not ride on the private jet. So did she, did he make her fly commercial? I don't know, oh, but she got there first. Yeah, she's doing advanced as a good right, assistant. She's doing advanced work. Sure. Right. Exactly. She, and dressed to the nines. Like right. in there, she already knows that everyone around there, she, she is familiar with the management of the place. Like she's, right. she's doing a great job as the, as a personal assistant. Uh, and so she greets them. Hello. How was your flight? And uh, she says, we have one photographer from the ACM, if you don't mind, like basically like, hey, they would like to have your picture taken. Uh, the ACM is the Automotive Club of Monaco. So I'm sure they want to promote the fact that famous people are there. Uh, and so as the as the they're sort of getting together and posing for these photos, uh, they're sort of quietly whispering to each other. And Pepper says, when did this happen? Like, when did you hire her after I told you not to? Uh, he says, you made me do it. Whoa, what? Okay, Tony. <laughs> but what's interesting about this before we move on from it is this photo is actually very important. Uh-huh. This photo that is taken right there because it will show up again in the MCU. Yeah. Shall that be another like they look forward to? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no, we'll get there. We'll get there someday. Yeah, we'll get there. So this is a very this is a very important photo and it actually will be meaningful uh in the future. So uh, and then Pepper says, "You are so predictable." Yeah. <laughs> As hard as he tries, uh, so as hard as he Pepper tries. Pepper gets sort of pulled away, and then Tony walks off with Natalie, and uh, he says, you look fantastic, but that's not professional. <laughs> What's on the docket? And I don't know what time it is when we're here. I assume it's mid-afternoon? I mean, it was is that your impression? Brunch. Like, I was thinking I'm thinking this brunch. Is probably, this yeah, is yeah. brunchy. Oh, you're thinking, oh, so you're thinking yeah. like 10, 11. Yeah. So I was thinking more like 2, 3. Yeah. Well, and these places, brunch is like eight hours. So... <laughs> It just rolls. It goes, rolling, that's actually rolling brunch. You know, honestly, that's completely true, though. Like, hmm. okay, little side note. One yeah. of the trips I took to the Middle East when I went to Dubai on oh. on Saturdays, that's what that's what a lot of the expats there do. I mean, real thing. They go to places like this for brunch, and it's eight hours long. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, you got to pace yourself. You're having like multiple meals over the no, course of this. No, that's, morning. this isn't, this isn't actually totally surprising. Like, yeah, that would be a thing. So Tony says, what's on the docket? And she says, you have a 930 dinner. And it seems weird to me that Tony Stark would have nothing on his calendar until 930. But of course, then we're going to, there's going to be an explanation for why that. Well, exa- exactly. Right. And so he says, fantastic. I'll be there at 11. Uh-huh. Tony Stark being a rich well, prick. Well, he's this is yeah. a shtick. He's at the height know, of this. This. this is the worst of Tony. Yeah, we're we're in the worst of the worst of Tony. Yeah. Um, and so he walks over to a table at the corner and says, "Is this us?" And she says, "It can be," which is the perfect answer for a great no, personal absolutely. assistant. Absolutely, <laughs> she's nailed this. She knows she knows exactly the role she's supposed to play to do what he wants to do. Yes. Yeah, and he says, "Great, make it us." Right. And so she immediately like goes and talks to the concierge or the manager or whoever it is that, and like basically, and I I couldn't really tell, but I think she's speaking French at that point. Like oh, she's yeah. basically saying like, yeah. uh, you know, Monsieur Stark, right. would like no, I'm not gonna, yeah, but no. uh, you know, basically saying like like whoever's on here, kick him out because Mister Stark wants this table, right? Uh, and they're and they're like, oh yeah, yes, of course, yeah, we 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 we. Everything changes. Shout out to all of our That's, French fans out there. Yes. I just lost all yeah, of them. You. I, of course, I, of course, knowing what I know, little I know, us uh, dunking on Monaco probably got us a lot more oh, fans in France because no. uh, well, we were, <laughs> a lot of mainland France are not big fans no, of the people No, they're Monaco. not. Anyway. Yeah. Liberté, égalité, fraternité, yeah. my friends. 
okay, so then uh, as as they're walking, then Pepper has rejoined, and so they walk around, and we've got another billionaire cameo. <laughs> is Elon Musk a, a billionaire? Should I say millionaire? Oh, no, the, he, the he's a billionaire. Yeah, he's, he's a billionaire. Okay, yeah. okay. I keep that there. Yeah, uh, because ladies and gentlemen, it's Elon Musk. Yeah. Pause for applause. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> depending on what, depending on when you're listening to this, yeah, could that could have a different reaction? <laughs> yeah, it could. Uh, so, Elon Musk, for those of you who don't know, he is the rich tech entrepreneur uh, who is the main investor for groups like Tesla, PayPal, and SpaceX. Uh, I just like to point out that he was not one of the founders of Tesla until he bought his way into that title. Just FYI. Uh, he so why is he in this movie? Excellent question. Because they use his facility to shoot in. Later on, we're going to be seeing oh. them shooting in SpaceX, and one of the terms of yes, you can get a facility, but <laughs> I need FaceTime with Tony Stark. Yeah. So this is one of the things they they put him in. Of course, they wrote him a check too, but he also gets a cameo in the movie. It's interesting. Uh, his his story is really interesting. He so yes. Do you remember Zip Two? Do you remember that, like back in the mid nineties? Uh, no, I'm gonna say no because a couple things came to mind. I don't think they're what you're talking. Okay, about. Okay, so no zip two, so zip two dot com or zip two corporation. This was uh basically uh, travel information, so like a city guide. It was an online city guide. That's the site that him basically his that was his first company. Him and his hmm. brother Kimball, they create this and then they end up selling it, I believe, to the Compact Computer Corporation, which oh wow is random. And if you don't remember yeah. Compact Computers, exactly. Google away and see That's what right. everything was like twenty five years ago. Um That's right. <laughs> but he ends up he ends up selling it like for three hundred million dollars in cash. So yeah. so that's his whole like that's where he starts. Seed. Right. Yeah. So then they he and his brother then use that money from the sale of Zip two and they found X.com. X.com mm. was was trying to be this online financial services payments company. X.com is is there's an acquisition of it. And it is what ends up becoming PayPal. Ah. So he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't the founder of PayPal, but he was the founder of what became PayPal. Yeah. And that is the rest of the story because then after yeah. that, cash. Yeah. <laughs> then you're just yeah. like, I say, the, we could, we could spend a whole half hour just talking about the uh, interesting uh, quirks and foibles and oh, uh, I mean, SEC violations that listen, uh, you he don't has listen, done you don't pay. Nobody becomes a billionaire because <laughs> they're being nice. Because yeah, being nice or being totally Ethical. sane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's not, listen, that's no, that's no knock. <laughs> he could buy and sell all of True Story FM. In, in case, in case anyone's listening from either of the corporations that have been founded or are in process of being funded by Elon Musk, we'd like to appreciate and thank you for your patronage. <laughs> Please don't hurt us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the, for the, for further information and, uh, and, and the, uh, more in-depth, uh, discussion of, uh, the the history of these i refer to you to a historical document called epic rap battles of history <laughs> elon musk versus mark zuckerberg oh my god they have done their research and it is wonderful discretion uh, advised so, <laughs> like I, <laughs> so let that be your homework it's three minutes of joy i give to you yes if you've never Those seen epic rap, rap battles of history you introduced yes. it to me it's amazing 
Again, yeah. viewer discretion. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. It, it is. It is NSFW. <laughs> yeah. Not so. Not safe for a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They, you'll get the whole story. <laughs> yeah. It is well worth checking out. Uh, and and of course, he is. Uh, Elon Musk was a a inspiration for the character of Tony Stark when they revised him for the movie because they're looking at you know billionaires who put money in tech and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so that was that was also part of the inspiration. So. And uh, on that uh, on that obligatory cameo, that is where our minute comes to an end. We get a little bit. Of, uh, we hear him say, "I think congratulations to Pepper." Yes, and I think congratulations. That's, and that's pretty much where it ends. Yeah. But if you like congratulations, then you should like reviews as well. Oh yes, and we're looking for them. So go to your podcatcher of choice, whether it be iTunes or Pocket Casts or. Uh, I don't, know, I don't even know what Google's podcast service is anymore. They keep changing the name of it. Oh, uh, but uh, we're looking for reviews. Um, my favorite number of stars is five. Uh, but you can put in whatever you want. And you can even uh, put your opinion on the show or the uh, history of Elon Musk, whatever you want to put in. I mean, we, don't, we, don't, we don't care. Just like the five-star hotels in your life, like the Hotel de exactly. Paris. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's, that's even I better. I mean, you, look, just so, like if you're going to stay in that you like, luxury If you like a five-star hotel, there you go. you'll like a five-star podcast and it helps people find us. And it uh, gives a little, little spark of joy that goes into our the deep well of our souls. When you find that podcast, tell us about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in the meantime, give us five stars just because it's just a couple of clicks. Come on. What are you going to do? So uh, when we'll be finishing up that cameo and uh, moving on to the return of the best character in the movie. So you do not want to miss that. Enough said. Bye. <laughs>